Good morning and welcome to the weekly roundtable. C-SPAN here. I've got a whole list of announcements, so uh, I'm feeling like a little bit like Hello Kitty. So get ready. Here we go. Uh, first announcement, my man Kickin' Chicken, a true high-impact man. Uh, tomorrow is his, his 59th birthday, and I just wanted to do uh, – he has been a long – a long-time friend of the roundtable, long-time friend of mine. Um, and uh, for those of you guys who know about the stuff we're doing in Peru, uh, Kicken is the guy who started all that. And so just a special shout-out to him for his birthday uh, tomorrow with the big 5-9. So uh, next thing on the list is my friends in Texas. Uh, I guess it actually was on Veterans Day. They had their 10-year anniversary. And so they are, I know this weekend is a big celebration across Texas. Um, for the tenure. Next thing on my list is this is uh, Gold Rush, um, California's weekend for Grow Ruck or GTE. And I uh, just want to wish all those guys, and I uh, guarantee somewhere in the middle of the night you will uh, be questioning why you signed up for that. Just uh, keep each other in the fight. Push through. The sun will rise. And uh, the, uh, you know, the one thing about GTE is that uh, the Sunday mornings always feel super quality. There's always some quality uh, stuff going on on Sunday morning, and it feels good to be done. So um, best of luck and well wishes to those guys. Next thing on my list is, uh, you know, happy Veterans Day to all the veterans, but also the Marine Corps birthday was this week. Uh, we turned 246, so to all my, uh, all my fellow Marines out there, just uh, simplify it and a, uh, and a happy birthday. And the last thing on the list is keep the videos coming. All the stuff with uh, Give to Give and Accelerate, just keep that stuff up. You don't need a special permission to do your video. Do your video, get it up there, share it on your socials, get it out there. Um, that's part of what the event is about is getting our name out there. Scratch and Win says we are doing well. We're a little behind, so... If you feel like doing one of those videos and getting uh, some donations, do it. Oh, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna emphasize again, emphasize that again. After he's had a huge impact on us, let's uh, let's make sure we keep it going. So keep up with that give to give, and um, and on that, we're gonna jump into this week's uh, topic. Before we start, I want to make sure if you're riding in the minivan, you got a bunch of kids listening. I'm gonna do a nice disclaimer right now. This week's topic is complicated, so and it hits hits guys in a bunch of different ways. But we're going to talk about part of the mental battle, um, and part of that battle is suicide. And so, if um, you're not in a position where you want to listen to this, it is a okay. Hit the pause, jump to the next one, you know, and come back to us when you're uh, when you're feeling like it. But it's a very powerful story, so I'm going to say. Hammy, who EH'd you? How long have you been doing injury? Um, I was EH, good morning, by a uh, by F3 on call, who unfortunately has been injured and out for a while. Want to get him back out there. Uh, he he kind of hammered me for a while. I was doing my morning basketball thing and never thought I'd want to work out outside. I thought that was kind of crazy. Um, but the guys were inconsistent on the basketball court, so I finally gave it a shot. Uh, it took me two weeks to come back because I couldn't hardly raise my arms. And uh, as a PT, I should have been a little more aware of the soreness factor. Um, but uh, I went out back and uh, got involved. That was May uh, 24th of 2019. 
uh, at Trustful at Slag Heap and just really kind of started getting plugged in after that. And Trustful's, uh, I'll give a little shout-out real quick, if that's okay, to our new uh, region F3 Beast, which is Birmingham East, but we, they'll play on words for Beast. And that's off of F3 Birmingham, which has been an awesome region to be a part of. And uh, so, yeah, that's how I kind of got started. Awesome. And then so that was on call with the official EH. And, Correct. Um, I hate when guys – I hate uh, – we're going to give a special Friday shout-out to him, but I hate when guys get hurt because I uh, – uh, and I know this is what you do for a real job, but I hate when guys get hurt. And I hate when we uh, – hopefully you can flip this to him and make sure he gets a listen to it. Also, a special shout-out to my friends in Birmingham. While we were doing stuff virtual, I got to work out in Birmingham a bunch. Uh, really solid class of guys. And then my other shout-out we want to get is whoever came up with the Beast uh, region logo, uh, because the way they did the F and the 3 on the Beast. JoJo. Phenomenal. That'd be whoever JoJo. Yeah. Nate Preg, a.k.a. Okay, JoJo. Awesome. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. And yeah, several yeah. guys in this area. Bull. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that blew my mind. It yeah, took me a while, so, actually. I'm not very observant. I didn't even catch it the first few times. Yeah, it's just a really solid uh, solid group there. If you guys haven't seen that, I think that uh, I think that shirt order is down, but I'm sure that it will come back up. That's a really quality shirt. So one more thing. You said Slag Heap. I, um, do you got a home AO or anybody you want to shout out there? Yeah, so Slag Heap is where I first started, but we have House of Pain. All, we have a bunch of them right around there. I was actually AOQ at House of Pain. Um, we've grown to six AOs in Trustful. That's how we got, you know, to the point where we knew we needed to kind of develop another region. Uh, the guy, I mean, if I start, I'm going to miss people, but Breach is our Nantan. He does an awesome job. Um, we've got several guys that have stepped up in leadership in this new region, and it's really, for me, it's, it, the, one of the most exciting things for me is when I was AOQ was have different people lead because we, we draw so much from each other, and if you don't step up, you don't know what your, what your unique ability to give to the other men is and in the same way kind of receive. So we've got just so many good leaders out here. Yeah, roger that. Well, brother, I feel like we need to d uh, dive right in. And normally Absolutely. at this point I would set the table uh, – but I think it's better for you to set the uh, table and w let's talk about your brother and let's just, um, you know, as much as you want to start with to catch the, the podcast listeners up, kind of how we got to this point. Um, and I know you're fighting uh, the mental battle and, and just so the listeners understand, Hammy has, um, we're still at a point this is difficult for him to uh, talk about. But he understands we're going into the holidays. It's a difficult time of the year for most guys. And that's why he um, was gracious enough to try and share his story with us and share his testimony. So, brother, I'm just going to hand it to you. Um, let's hear about your brother. All right, yeah. So kind of to, I know you don't really know the situation a little bit. So just to kind of tell you, my brother, I have two brothers, um, I'm the youngest of three. Uh, we grew up really close uh, because, uh, you know, everybody's got their own situation and story. Uh, ours, our parents divorced when we were young, which, you know, that hits people different ways. But whenever we were going to or fro, we were always together. So we were very close-knit. To tell you a little bit about Zeb, he is a – I'll tell you a real quick story that will kind of describe him. Um, back in probably maybe 20 years ago, we went out to uh, Big Sky, Montana, if any of y'all been out there before, you know they got some good slopes out there, some 
black diamonds, double black diamonds. To describe Zeb, this story kind of entails it really well. He drug me and my other brother, Brett, my oldest brother, out to these double black diamonds, which we were able to do okay and fine and make it and not hurt ourselves. But he wasn't satisfied with the labeled um, ones. He, he somehow got in touch with somebody. There was another slope that wasn't even on the map. Um, I think it's the gondola, whatever thing you take up there. And by this point, I had enough brain cells to realize that that was not in the cards for me to go up there. But he drug my other brother up with him, Brett. And he got to the top, and Brett realized that uh, he, this might not end well. So he had to go down and get the guys that uh, basically take you down in the little – he had to lay down in what would look like a casket and take him down the hill. But Zeb went down like it was nothing. Um, that's kind of how Zeb approached life in a lot of ways. Um, we were fortunate to not lose him uh, when he was 17. He had a really bad car accident. Um, God spared his life at that point in time. Zeb's had so many wrecks that if I talk about that, it would be a whole podcast. Um, but he, he, he went hard at life at all things, uh, very successful. Um, he, um, he was a veterinarian. He owned a landscape business, a crematorium, a landscape supply company. Um, he... he he impacted many people. Um, to give you a little snippet of this, I uh, work at a hospital last week. Uh, the town where he lived, or the city he lived is in Montgomery, Alabama, which is an hour and a half away from where I live in Trustville and south of Birmingham. I, uh, you know, as a physical therapist, I run into people and talk to them, and um, two people that happen to be from there, two different places, both knew him. Uh, he just, uh, he impacted a lot of people's lives. Um, kind of background, I kind of skipped ahead a little bit there, but with our background of our, our parents uh, divorcing and, um, you know, I'm not an expert in all these areas of understanding what things affect different people, but I just, you know, we think about as F3 and our families and the importance of that. It's sometimes uh, what you don't understand may be something down the road. You want to really, really protect that family because, uh, um, anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of get ahead a little bit. I'm sorry if I'm getting off track there. But basically, my brother, as life kind of went on, as he was having success in Montgomery, um, my times to be able to interact with him weren't, you know, very uh, frequent because of our own lives, him having children. I've got four kids. Um, trying to be involved, uh, he had a lot of ups and downs personally that most people probably weren't aware of. Um, he dealt with depression, um, uh, and it was hard to tell with him a lot because you really, he really wouldn't let you know much. So, like, most of the time he would seem like he's doing really, you know, just top of the world. Everything's going pretty good. And as a, as a close brother, I would do anything want to help if there was ever a time, um, but it was just difficult. But where F3 kind of starts to tie into this, is why I wanted to share on this podcast, is when you have men in your life that can, without even necessarily having to ask questions, they're just around you through life, it, it provides such a support system that you're maybe not even aware of. I think, you know, in the book, Free to Lead, they kind of, you know, some of the things they admittedly stumbled upon that we needed and we didn't even know we needed. And I think that's what, kind of ties in with my brother and then my own life, which I'm going to try to maybe make sense of this in a moment. But the podcast today, my brother did, uh, unfortunately, 
loses mental battle, and, and he did um, commit suicide March 3rd of this year. Um, and, and I'm kind of, I guess, I don't know if that was setting the table or, or what it was, but just kind of getting you where we're, yeah. that's where our discussion's around. Yeah, and I, first off, I'm going to let you take a breath. And, uh, you know, part of, part of me being the host, I, I, first of all, thank you uh, for sharing your story and sharing your brother's stories. Because I think, I think as men, what we normally think is there's some guy by himself gets depressed and then, um, or maybe things aren't going right and then decides to take their own life. What's so powerful about yours your brother's uh, story is there's three of you. Um, you grew up in the same situation. All three of you are thriving. And from, from the appearance, Zeb was thriving also, right? Um, Absolutely. He might have had a little bit more of a wild, it might maybe a little bit more of a wild streak than the other two. All three of you grew up, safe, went to the same to stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then, but for some reason, um, Zeb made a decision in March that that the other two of you aren't ever going to understand, right? And so, I just I appreciate I appreciate you being transparent and sharing your testimony. So I obviously Zeb sounds like a great guy. So I, I appreciate you kind of set the table there. All three of you went through the same kind of stuff, but yeah, all three of you. You mean growing up? Is that what you're saying? You're, yeah, yeah, growing up, and then uh, you're all you know successful businessmen now. Um, and I guess maybe I'm going to hand it back to you at this point because I was scratching notes down. The one note I did want that maybe we can loop back on <coughs> as we talk about the mental battle in F3 is this difference in this brotherhood thing is Zeb was kind of, he was dealing with depression, but he was hiding it and mm-hmm. having, this, having guys, in your, having guys in your life that can, they can see that trigger, um, when, when you aren't Okay. I agree with you. That's that next level of brotherhood that we're always talking about. So I'm just going to let you uh, – I'm going to hand it back to you. You just uh, continue on with where you're ready to talk about, okay? Yes, absolutely. And what you just said, I've, you know, aftermath of, of talking to some of his friends, and, and admittedly so, he had a lot of yes men in his life that weren't really wanting – I was definitely not a yes man for my brother. He would, if he was here right now, he'd tell you. I'd, I'd tell him how it is because I love my brother. Um, but we need to be that for each other. Um, not meaning every day you're going to have, like, some deep conversation, but you need to have people that will say, hey, you know, that doesn't sound like a good idea or whatever in life if you're making some decisions that don't seem to be congruent with where you want to go in life. But I'll kind of get back to the point, but that's something I wanted to add in. Um, kind of to parallel the F3 part a little bit, I was actually able to take my brothers through an F3 workout in the parking lot of the Great Wolf Lodge in uh, LaGrange, Georgia, in November of 2019. So um, I'm actually looking at a picture right now we took after that workout of the three of us, and um, very, very thankful to have that moment. Um, growing up with three brothers who were in consecutive grades in school, we were really tight, and uh, there's, you know, a little bit of a competition aspect always. Um, Zeb hasn't really been exposed to F3 that much, so the pick up the six wasn't necessarily, um, I guess, at the top of his mind because he was kind of just trying to beat us all, uh, finish the workout, in which he did. 
And, uh, but then, you know, it was fun, though. We had a good time um, just looking back at that moment, just having, having that memory is awesome. Um, I kind of want to talk just for a sec. You know, F3, when I started in 2019, um, I think what it does for all of us, if you kind of let yourself kind of get involved more with the leadership and, and step up, it just kind of helps you grow in areas where you where either you, you weren't already or if you were, it just expands it even more. And I feel like um, starting to lead the workout, starting to get opportunities, then eventually doing the AOQ um, and doing other things like that helped. Um, I'm a very – faith is a very important thing in my life. I have my faith in the Lord Jesus Christ um, walking me through my life, and I see how God has used F3 in that area as well. I say that to say leading up to this moment, this trial that was personal to me, um, I kind of want to talk about how F3 was there for me. Um, even leading up to the day of, you know, I, I was actually doing a little, we had a Wednesday run group, I did a rod, and I was running that morning doing our little five-mile thing, and I was at the top of this hill we call Goat Hill, and I'm looking out at the sunrise, and man, you know, sometimes in the morning you just catch a, I mean, most mornings it's going to be pretty, this morning's a little gloomy, but this particular morning was just beautiful sunrise. And I try to take these moments every now and then when I, when I think to and just take in a moment and just say, like, that is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think just about that for the moment. I feel like God kind of gave me that, um, not knowing me personally what was about to happen, but just kind of. Sometimes in moments in life, I think you get those things. And then later that day, um, you know, um, I get a call after work from my eldest brother, Brett. And I, before I go any further in that, I just want to say, like you said, we grew up in the same home. We kind of went, you know, life takes you different ways as life does. Um, my oldest brother, um, he went and, you know, He's a lawyer, and he's doing his thing, and uh, he, doesn't pres he presently lives not far from me, but there was many times in life he was, you know, a good ways away. His life had kind of led down different roads. Um, so we're kind of, we're brothers that grew up very close, but we have very different situations at this point in time. Um, my brother Zeb, who this is mainly about, was also a believer. Um, he was a follower of Christ. He dealt with these mental battles. He dealt with depression. Um, so kind of back to where we were on this, the day that my eldest brother called me, um, it was one of those moments in life where when you get that call, uh, it was before we knew the end result, but I kind of thought I pretty much knew the end result when I got the call. We had have a family history as well. I'm not going to go into great detail, but we have, you know, uh, well, I'm going to go in detail enough. This is this is secret. You know, you've got people that they don't have to hear it. But, uh, but our mom had uh, attempted twice in her life to take her life. She is thankfully living and doing well right now. But we had been exposed to some degree to some of this scenarios. And then so when I got the call from my brother Brett, it, it, uh, in my heart I felt like uh, I kind of already knew it wasn't good. But like anything, I'm – I got in the truck and got my brother-in-law, um, who's also an F3 uh, probe. He rode down with me to Montgomery. Um, thankfully, by the grace of God, I did not have to find my brother. I did not have to see him in that manner. Uh, but by the time we get down there, it's 9.30, 10 o'clock. 
Um, there's several people that have been out looking for him. And so, you know, that happens. I realize the inevitable truth that my brother's no longer on this earth as far as, um, you know, he's passed. Uh, I, you know, hang around for a little bit. We head back. That's where the story kind of takes a different level. Um, most people in this scenario getting home at 1.30 in the morning, if you can sleep at all, the, the going to work out the next day is just kind of out of your mind. What do you, I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. But I didn't need any workout. What I needed was to be around those other men in a, in a very much time of need in my personal life. Um, so the term don't waste the pain comes into play here somewhere. I don't know exactly where, but I'm going to just go ahead and say it so I don't forget to say it. Um, I was still currently at the time an AOQ at House of Pain in which, you know, on Slack or whatever means of communication each region has, you kind of HC the night before and that kind of thing. And I'd HC'd well before I knew all this stuff was going on, but I communicated with the guy who was queuing that day, who's Cousin Eddie, who act, happens to be a pastor at a local church too. Uh, so he was aware of my situation. Um, but when I, I told my brother-in-law, I'm going to go in the workout in the morning. So I show up. Um, I go and see Cousin Eddie and kind of just give him a heads up because I didn't want him, like, trying to lead a workout with this lingering. Um, and uh, I hope I'm not going too fast. If You want me to just keep rolling through, man? Yeah, you're, you're doing gr- good. And if you, need to, if you need to take a breath, it's okay. Because uh, I know yeah. we're, <clears throat> we're at the point in the story where things are, are going to get emotional for you. So I, I just, um, you know, take a breath whenever you need to. Hand it back to me whenever you need to. But uh, obviously, I, every F3 man, when you, as soon as you said, I needed to be there, I needed to post that morning, I think we all know exactly the feeling that you had. So um, I'm, I'm going to hand it back to you if you're ready to take it. Sounds good. And uh, give a little shout-out to a guy named Gipper. This was, his, this was his first, it was an F&G that day. And he happened to be a friend of Cousin Eddie's, and he was over by his vehicle before. And um, he, I guess, was aware enough of what was going on, welcomes me with a bear hug right out the gate, doesn't know me from Adam. Uh, but, man, that just meant a lot to me. Um, when I did the workout, you know, physically, this is what I want to pause for a second, because we know the term pick up the six. And I think most of the time we think of physically pick up the six, you know, the guy in the back, the guy's huffing and puffing, Let's go help him, make sure he knows the finish, which is very important, absolutely. We also need to realize sometimes we don't always see who the, you know, we got the, you may have a guy who's the mental six, the spiritual six, the psychological six, the guy that's dealing with something that you're not going to necessarily see, but you being there, saying a word, looking over, give him a knuckle pump, whatever you're doing, just you never know that impact either. So don't um, uh, don't discard that, I guess. So anyway, we did the workout. Um, COT happens. He's doing his normal thing. Um, and then he, you know, I guess he didn't really know kind of how I'd want to handle that. And I understand everybody could have handled that differently. But I'm kind of an open book. So when he was done, I asked him if I could, you know, share. And I just told the guys, you know, my brother passed and all that. And uh, that moment, they kind of surrounded me and laid hands on me, prayed for me. 
man, I don't – sometimes in life you really feel the hands and feet of God kind of working through other people. And in that moment, that was definitely one of those for me. Um, they gave me – they supported me so that I could do what I needed to do in that time to serve others. Because I have a – you know, I, at this point I even talked to my kids yet because I, I got home so late. Um, and I actually stayed after to ask Cousin Eddie, because he's a pastor, maybe you can kind of give me some advice on how to do this, and which he did, which was very helpful for me in that time of need. Um, I'm going to fast forward just a sec to the next day, because um, lots going on. I'm, I'm, I'm having conversations with my brother, my oldest brother, Brett. We're just trying to figure out everything, what we're doing, and um, but the next day I, I come to the workout, which happens to be at Slag Heap that day um, on the Friday, and I don't really remember a ton about the actual workout, um, but the COT, uh, K. Swiss shared this verse, Romans 12.10, and it's got more to it, but love one another with brotherly affection. I think the rest of the verse says outdo one another in showing honor, but the love one another with brotherly affection was, you know, just hitting me, obviously, like, um, in a good way. And, I mean, I was just, I was just kind of a, uh, I was just kind of an emotional puddle there. And uh, the guys recognized and just kind of, kind of, again, just kind of surrounded me, prayed for me. Um, and I can't emphasize this enough that through this whole process, F3 supported me so that I could do what I needed to do to serve others. Because I had a big um, opportunity slash responsibility in these moments to go and be something for my family who needed it. And I'm not talking about just my wife and kids. I'm talking about my extended family. Because as a man of faith, I knew that my eldest brother was not a man of faith. Um, and I knew this was a key moment in life where God might use that in this situation. So I'll pause for a sec there because that was a lot. No, and and you're doing great because I, you know, I think we've all been in different COTs where the listeners are all now at the point where they realize. Um, I know we had a social media thing a couple weeks ago, and I I was tweeting out about I never rush COT, and the reason we never rush COT. I normally start the workouts a little bit early. I always finish on time, and I never rush COT. But the reason we never rush COT is the exact example you're given is um, is the mental battle. I actually think we do more mental health um, for each other and the COT portion. I mean, we do some during the workout, right? But it's mostly Mm -hmm. in COT where guys take care of each other. And we can actually care for each other and – you know, it doesn't matter if you're Christian or you're not Christian, but the prayer at the end or whatever kind of prayer or words of wisdom we do at the end, right? That's, that, allows that, that allows that man to kind of recover from the day or start the day uh, in a better place. I, I, know, I know it does for me. So, brother, I just, like I said, I pre- so appreciate you sharing your testimony. We, we talk about being there for each other. I, I hope, um, you know, I hope the guys that have been around you um, hear this and understand what a difference they made so you could actually stand up and, and be the high-impact man for, I love when you said not just my family, but my extended family. Your other brother, um, you know, all your siblings, you know, everybody else that came in contact with you through F3 or, <coughs> or through your family, because we're still, you know, Zeb's family and all the people that Zeb um, 
impacted are also seeing how you're leading through this. Um, just super powerful, man. Just let me know when you're ready to, to take back over. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Thank you, man. Yeah, I appreciate those words. So Zeb living in a different town, it really it, Montgomery was like his, you know, his home for the last 10 to 15 years, and then we had our home we grew up. So when we kind of had to decide on the memorials, we ended up doing two. And so it was important for me to find a way to opportunity to speak at both of them because I felt like I had something to share. And so anyway, that that was able to happen, and I really, you know, had the guys kind of praying for that process. Um, Montgomery, as you know, is, is a ways from where I said earlier, an hour and a half away. Another thing that this threw me is that I was able to speak, and then in the lobby afterwards, I'm seeing people, and I see two of my three buddies show up. I had no idea they were coming, Igloo and Jim Bob. And, man, just talk about seeing somebody come up like that in a moment when you're like, they came this far on, like, a Friday night um, when they had probably, you know, an hour and a half away to do this. Just, man, it just really kind of put it to another level for me. So relationally there, these guys were there for me. The next night, um, I'm sharing back in a closer the other memorial, um, and uh, you know, I just because I had guys feeding into me constantly, kind of like, hey guys, you know, I'm 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 trying to feel like what the Lord's want me to share, and these guys are praying for me, giving me um, wisdom. Uh, you know, I was able to share that night as well, and 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 with my personal focus was on sharing with everybody, but very specifically with my eldest brother. Um, Brett, um, and one of the messages of that was hope. Um, so I kind of wanted to, to tie in that in, in kind of where it parallels with F3 some more, because if you go up to the average guy and you try to EH him, you say, hey, man, we're going to go out in the middle of the dark in the morning, and we're going to work out with a bunch of other guys. It's kind of like, uh, what? Like, that doesn't sound like, that doesn't sound like fun at all. Um, and, and, but once you've been there, once you've done that, um, you realize what you get out of that, the hope and the encouragement you get from your F3 brothers through that process. Um, much like, you know, when you, when you deal with a tragedy, a loss, um, a loss of life, there's the automatic, uh, obviously the things that's sad, you know, I miss my brother, I love him, um, I know I'll see him again. Um, there's that hope that we come from in First Thessalonians, it says we don't grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. Um, the difficult part, though, for that is you don't grieve if you have no hope, if you have that hope too. And so I think a parallel in the sense that, well, I may be doing a stretch here a little bit, but when you look at F3 and you've been a part of it and you grow it and you're trying to share it with that other guy, that hope that you've developed makes you keep going out even on a Monday morning when you've forgotten over the weekend what F3 can do for you. Um, get out there and, and go into the gloom, go into the, doing the hard thing so that in life you can do that hard thing. Um, and I think parallels with the hope that we have in, in, in Christ. Um, you know, and I wanted to touch just a sec on how God's continued to work in my brother Brett's life too. And he's been able to be a part of some of the local efforts. He lives a ways away from me, but he's been able to come a couple times. But through this process, uh, speaking at the memorials, and then later on, uh, he took a trip out to J.H. Ranch with his daughter, and God kind of met him out there, uh, kind of had a Saul to Paul transformation in his life. So I want to say that as a man of faith, I am very happy 
in this day that I have, while I may have lost a brother on earth, um, in the eternity of things, I have two brothers will be with me in heaven one day. So, um, and, I, and I just want to, the reason I wanted to do this podcast is because when I saw a fellow brother of mine, not, not literal brother, but one of my F3 brothers, Macho Man, um, and he's okay with me sharing this, but he lost his father recently. Um, and we had a similar thing at the House of Pain. We surrounded him and prayed for him. And I was able to minister to him the same way I was ministered to. That was the moment where I said, man, I've got to share some more of this. I know people experience this at other, other uh, regions, but I don't know how often it's talked about the impact of standing in the gap for somebody else. And I, that's kind of what has stemmed off of this is, is even more so thinking about standing in the gap for those men that may be struggling with these kind of things, or, or, or it could have been any situation. It doesn't have to be just depression or whatever's going on. Um, so this is what kind of got me to wanting to do the podcast. And there's a verse in Ezekiel 22:30. It says, "And I sought for a man among them who should build up the wall and stand in the breach before me for the land, that I should not destroy it, but I found none." And I, you know, I don't want that to be said about us. I want us to be men who are willing to stand in the gap for the fellow man so that he can go and do what he's called to do. You still there, man? Brother, that was, yeah, and I'm going to say, brother, that was a powerful testimony. I just, um, I don't know what to say besides thank you. Because I think sharing your story, sharing your faith journey as you're going through it, sharing your story of how F3 helped you through your personal journey, but also through your family's journey, um, and then I, I love, I love the story about it. it also prepared you to, to walk beside other men because you know this is going to happen to other guys. I mean that's the worst, worst part about having a bunch of friends as adults now through F3 is you get to deal with everybody else's tragedy and you know we could all sit at home by ourselves so we wouldn't have to deal with other men's tragedy. But as soon as you get friends, you're going to deal with their tragedy. You're going to deal with the good and the bad. And so I just love that you were saying. Hey, it actually helped me prepare, me, prepared me to walk beside other men. That's that's just powerful. When I talk about that next level of brotherhood, that's it right there, right? Um, is being being the kind of guy that can stand in the gap for another man, especially uh, when this kind of stuff hits you um, head on. So, brother, I, I just can't thank you enough for your testimony. I just the whole stand in the gap mentality. I love. I just I love that phrase because uh, as a military man, I'm just you know. In the Marines, that's kind of like what we do for each other, right? Like, I'm just going to – I'm going to be here and protect you. I'm going to cover your six. I'm going to cover your flanks. Whatever you need me to do, I'm going to be there. And that's what F3 is about. That's what we're preparing for, right? We're preparing for life, and I think your testimony uh, – I mean, it's just powerful, brother. I just I just thank you so much for being willing to share. I appreciate I'm let, the opportunity, I'm man. Take one more, yeah, let me – before you – Let's take one more breath. I'm going to say one more thing to the listeners. The other thing is we know as men we are coming into the most difficult season for men in the United States, which is the month of November and the month of December uh, is where, um, you know, just the numbers will tell you the guys struggle the most these two months. Um, so be the kind of guy that stands in the gap for your friends, man. Be the kind of guy who shows up even when the weather starts to get cold at those workouts. Be the kind of guy that doesn't rush COT. And if a guy needs to talk about something or needs you to pray for him, be the kind of guy who stands there 
and uh, and does it. So, brother, I just can't thank you enough. I'm going to hand it back to you. I know you had something else to say. Well, just that down the road, we're going to try to do an event. Uh, Igloo actually came up with this after about a week or so after this happened in my brother's passing, and he was he he recognized him having an, a brother that he wanted to reach out to, and just just different scenarios in life. We want to stand in the gap for other people, and we were to. We haven't got the details set, but we're basically going to have either a run-ruck option for, for guys running a four-mile loop, a three-man team for 12 hours, while other guys are back kind of sharing some testimonial kind of situations about standing in the gap. And we haven't got it all figured out, but once we do, I'll put it out somewhere where people can kind of get involved if they'd like to. Um, and, and we're going to do it in a way to support for ministry. Um, that's going to be on the other, you know, Designs for Hope is one where they're uh, – Serving on the other side of the world, and so just think, thinking about thinking about standing the gap for other people would be the theme on that. So, and if yeah, you want my Twitter, on, I, I'm not, that. yeah, yep, yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say, um, you let you tag me, you tag us, or the Roundtable, or F3 Nation, or Hello Kitty, or uh, Repeater, or, uh, and we'll make sure we get that out to the nation. So, uh, I know you're gonna put put out your contact information because I know you probably stirred the emotion of a lot of guys as you were presenting today. So I don't know if you want to do your Twitter or email or whatever you yeah, want to share. I'm somewhat archaic in the uh, on this stuff, but I do have a Twitter that I mainly just post our, um, the name-a-ramas for the workouts I lead, but it's at Seth1, the number one, and then King. Um, and then my email is very old school. It's the only one I've ever had. It's TommyBoySK at Yahoo.com. Yes, I like that movie. Awesome, awesome! Oh, brother, you made me laugh. And if right my brother was here, if my brother was here, we always did the brothers. Brothers don't shake hands. Brothers got a hug, man. So that was kind of our line. So there you go. Oh, love it, love it. All right. Uh, the way we normally wrap these up is I say, uh, "This is your time." What do you want to leave the listeners with? And I'll let you have closing words, brother. Um, I, I would say that. Uh, this I appreciate what F3's meant to me, um, and you never know the value you're going to have to your fellow man uh, to stand in the gap for him. You may not even know at that moment. It may be later on that you discover uh, what it is, but be willing to do that and be willing to let other guys help you because when they can help you, it opens up opportunities for you to help others that you might not have done. And I'm going to give you a loud amen. Brother, it was great talking to you. I hope when I'm on one of my trips to Alabama, I can, uh, I'd can. i love to uh, see you in the gloom. So just uh, stay in the fight, brother. Yeah, stay we'll in do. the fight, brother. I appreciate you sharing your testimony. And then uh, for the rest of you, I'll talk to you next week. Have a great weekend.